Number now, a personal favourite of mine. Stay right here for another instalment from Documentally. So I've come to Wales for many things, um, but one of the things was to see my dad. And I have found him here in a Barve HQ. What is a Barve? I know you're wondering this strange word that sounds like duvet, but it's got ba at the beginning. There's a clue. Um, if you watch Dragon's Den, you may have seen my dad, embarrassingly for me, on there hustling the dragons uh, because they were very interested in a brainchild of his, um, which, which was his way of making sure that Welsh wool was not going to go to waste at that particular time, saw how little it was worth on the market, but how valuable it could be on a bed, on many beds, now on thousands of beds. So um, I wanted to ask you, Roger, hello. Hello. That's my dad. <laughs> um, give me some wisdom. Give me some dad-type wisdom. Uh, how can I stay healthy? Because I know where this is going to lead. It's going to sound, it's going to sound like an advertorial. And I want it to, because I can guarantee that, you know, anybody that has bought them, and many of my friends have, uh, will go, yeah, he's right, he's right, he's right. So give me those words of wisdom as to um, how to lead a healthier life. Well, there's three really important parts to leading a healthy life. Not just healthy, but hopefully longer. One is obviously exercise. Everybody needs to exercise. Secondly, you need to be careful with your diet. Now, I don't want to go into those two issues because so much is said uh, in the media about diet and uh, lifestyle. But one area that's not really discussed enough and the third element for a healthy life is good sleep and according to the stats British people don't get good sleep but I know that I know that because we as a nation all lived under wool I was brought up uh, as everybody at one time living, uh, sorry, sleeping under wool. Okay, they were heavy. You had two, sometimes three, sometimes a quilt on the top, and they did seem to be very heavy. But you, we slept well. And then after the war, we all started going abroad, and we discovered French cheese and French wine and um, Italian wines, and we discovered they didn't sleep under blankets on the continent. They had a continental quilt. And we went, ooh, Ah, you don't have to tuck all those blankets in. You're not held down. You just flick the duvet. What we didn't realise, we were giving up good, healthy sleep for difficult and uh, disturbed sleep. Do you know what deep sleep is? Deep sleep, that's not the real scientific term, but deep sleep is when your body goes into a state of... Um, you contort in your face like it's meant to mean something. <laughs> you, the words are there, but you can't get yeah, them out. Yeah, I know, that's right. right. Um, we, we go into a dormant state. Do you know what the body does in deep sleep in that dormant state? Um, I don't know, going to hibernation. Well, it is like hibernation, but in this dormant state, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, and so should your temperature to stay in that dormant state. It regenerates itself. The body regenerates itself and fights illness. It's when little children grow. That's how important it is. Now, if you are under normal duvets, 
during the night your temperature is rising constantly and therefore you are having disturbed sleep you're not getting this deep sleep which is essential to healthy living and in fact science says you'll get 25 percent more deep sleep under wool than anything else science says that yeah wow and you're nodding that's a serious face when you're nodding then because you you like science and i like science i've seen you stand up uh, at shows country shows and you're giving a pitch which you've probably done a, a hundred times now and you go over three or f- three three things that a wool duvet uh, and when when we say wool duvet here we're not talking about um some of the imports that are hitting the country that have been dipped in acid to to make sure that every single strand of wool is pure from anything that may have come into contact with in nature. We're talking about the lanolin intact, natural as it came off the back of a sheep, washed, uh, packaged within this fine um, weave cotton that you package it in. What are these three or four four benefits that you... The interesting thing is I've been a sheep farmer and like many of my neighbours, but we didn't understand the magical qualities of wool. And it's taken me some years um, of, of this business to discover all the magical qualities of wool. And the first is the structure of wool itself. There are lots of little hooks or follicles on every strand, every fibre of wool. And this, these little hooks do something quite miraculous if you touch them or even they're subject to the air. They have to react to temperature and moisture, just like a pine cone. And you know what makes a pine cone open and close? Temperature and moisture. And it continues to do that, the pine cone, even when it's left a tree. And so the same is with the wool, that it has to react to moisture and temperature of whatever is touching it. If it's just the air, it will react to that temperature. If it's you and you're very cold, then these little hooks open up, trap air, and um, and then they will warm you up. If you're too hot, they will close down and absorb your heat and pass your heat away. So that's the first thing. It controls temperature. The second thing is it wicks away moisture. So it will not only te- control your temperature, it will also... Uh, sweat for you basically which is what it does for the sheep so that um, you, you can't sweat into wool it will pass through so there's two things and the third thing is that uh, no bacteria can survive in wool there is no bacteria in wool this makes the wool incredibly clean and that's what and then finally you asked me for three I'm going to give you four uh, dust mites hate wool so that uh, what we're faced with is an incredibly clean product. Regulates your temperature, no sweating, no bacteria, and no dust mites. So if you were to say, do you need to wash them? The answer is no. You should never wash good quality wool, whether it's a sweater, a jacket, or, or a bedding. Can I throw in a personal experience? When I am sleeping away from home and I don't have wool on top of me, if I'm in a very swanky hotel it will be some kind of down and i'm very conscious that in some cases down is jet washed off 
the geese. Oh, to get the geese. Uh, well, it's horrific. I mean, there was a time when d uh, down was very, very expensive because uh, they used to collect it from nests and things. But it's all factory farmed. It's not just that. I mean, they pluck the geese alive. But forgetting the horror of how they get the down, which is now um, in large quantities, um, it it doesn't do... It, it, it just is an insulator. It might be great in a jacket because uh, you want to keep warm, but in terms of a bed, all it will do is raise your temperature. And as I've, I said, uh, we don't want to be too hot in bed. Our temperature needs to go down for us to get into deep sleep. So could that be a fourth thing that um, a wool duvet is more ethical than the other options out there? No more microbeads and plastics and such like from your synthetics and no more um, the hurting of feathered beasts uh, to pluck their feathers. There, there is an ethical element to it of course because um, all, I would say a hundred percent of sheep are not factory farmed. Uh, it's extensive farming so they're free in the fields and free across the hills and not every sheep, of course, the sheep that we use uh, aren't killed. We, they're just shorn each year for the wool. Happy sheep. Happy sheep. <laughs> do you ever say thank you when you're, you're walking or cycling past? Or, or, I don't suppose you get, do you get to see your sheep? Yeah, well, I'm, I, I am sort of retired now from that part of the of, uh, farming. So um, I, I watch other people looking after my sheep now. Oh, like that, is it? Yeah. How's the business doing then? The business is doing great, and and we should thank all the the, the customers. And we are constantly amazed uh, at people's reaction, and we're constantly grateful because if you look at the reviews, they're, they're just knockout. I mean, people send us letters, people send us cards. Uh, one lady sent a letter and she said, I'm awfully sorry, uh, it's been some months since I've had my barbe and I haven't written to thank you. She apologised. <laughs> so nice. it, that's the, the, the greatest uh, satisfaction, that we're actually making a product that is eco-friendly. Uh, it will. It, it's a not a. It's not a throwaway product at all. It's something that you could not only keep forever. You could probably hand it down to other generations. Not a barve for life. We're talking a barve for lifetimes. Yeah. And a longer life. Absolutely. And a longer life. I believe so. Anyway. Well, this probably sounded a little bit advertorial, and I'm glad. I hope somebody changes their life because I'm. I stand very confidently, and I well, must say, you're not paying me to say. No, it. no, no, no. I'm paying you nothing, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story of my life. Um, but what I would want to add is that, um, as Christian just said, uh, if you if once your body is used to being regulated by wool to sleep. To try anything else is an absolute nightmare. Um, if I go away to a hotel, I take my barve. If I unfortunately can't, because I might be flying out on, uh, I'm just staying in a hotel overnight and flying out the next day, um, I know I'll never get a decent night's sleep. It's just uh, restless tossing and turning. Uh, and uh, this is because uh, of, of having your body regulated for so long then it just can't stand anything else 
you get addicted to a good night's sleep, which is a good thing. If you can change that habit, and with, this is a good habit, habits aren't all bad, the habit of having a good night's sleep is going to prolong your life. Um, how do you feel about this conversation? Did it go all right? Well, obviously a little bit on the nervous side. Do you think we should do um, like non-advertorial podcasts? Because you, between me and the listeners, uh, both of you, I'd like to tell you that um, many, many years ago, um, when I was being brought up, I really looked up to my dad as a storyteller and we would sit around campfires and guitars would come out and people would tell st- stories all the time. And I don't think I've ever really sat down and documented any of them. You haven't. <laughs> so maybe we could. Um, well, I've certainly got some stories about very strange places that I've slept in. Uh, look at what you're doing, master marketer. I'll just tie in some sleep-related stories. Well, okay then, let's do that. Future episode, yeah? Yeah, why not? Thanks a lot. Can we go to the pub now? <laughs> Mentally.